0: Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Justin Peters. I hope that you and your family are doing well today. I want to thank you so very much for joining me for this podcast. This is a podcast that I had no plans to do. I uh, was not planning on doing anything, at least for another 10 days or so on my YouTube channel, because I've got so much on my plate right now. But I feel compelled to do this. Uh, many of you have heard of the interview that Babylon B did with Elon Musk a few weeks ago. Um, I like Babylon B, I think a lot of their stuff is, is really funny. I've shared. Some of their stuff with others before, and it's you know kind of back and forth between friends text it to each other, whatnot uh some of their stuff is funny, but I was not aware of what exactly transpired in that interview until today. Now, best I can tell, this interview was posted on their YouTube channel back in december december twenty first and the big headline from this interview that they did with Elon Musk was that Elon Musk said that he's not perverted enough to work at CNN. That was the big headline. That's what got a lot of laughs. And I heard about that. I saw the little clip of that, but I did not watch the entire interview. I did not watch it until this morning. And I was uh, tipped off to this by a video that Ray Comfort put up this morning. And uh, I watched it and Ray and I exchanged a few texts with it. And uh, he and I are both absolutely heartbroken over what happened in that interview. And I just feel compelled to say something about this because at the end of the interview, Babylon B presented the gospel to Elon Musk and it was absolutely appalling. It would be embarrassing. It would be comically bad If it weren't that we were talking about a real man with a real soul who needs to hear the gospel, and they had the perfect opportunity to do it, and they didn't, and they call themselves Christian. I want to show you, I took the last six or seven minutes of this interview, which Which is where they presented the the, presented the gospel. And I'm going to play the entirety of it. Now at a few points, I'm going to interrupt and I'm going to offer, you know, talk about what we're hearing. But I promise you, from start to finish, from the time they began presenting the gospel all the way to the end, I'm not taking anything out. You'll see the entire thing. And I'll just interrupt on a few occasions to offer some comment and then I'll have some closing thoughts. Here we go.
1: All right, final
0: question to close our right. time out here. Yeah, I mean we're here, we
1: you know, the Babylon Bee is a Christian organization, you know, and uh, we're a ministry.
0: So lest you think that Babylon B is just kind of a secular satirical organization. No. He says we're a Christian organization and a ministry. And for those of you who follow the Babylon Bee, you know that they are they are well versed in theological issues because they put stuff up mocking Benny Hinn and Joel Osteen and those kinds of guys. Hey, fine with me, obviously. Uh, But they also put stuff up uh, with Paul Washer and John MacArthur. And so they know who these guys are. They know what they teach. These are ostensibly Christians. Keep that in mind as you watch the rest of this. Well, how come we're doing the show on a Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday? What, what, what? Is this, you why aren't
1: you heathens in church? <laughs> exactly. So we have to make it church right now. This is right supposed now. to be a day of rest. We, we did do Zoom to, church. To justify Like God said, <laughs> don't work on Sundays. <laughs> okay. okay. These guys are going guy straight down we'll for this one. Get into the whole Jesus rest <laughs> thing. Okay. Straight to hell. <laughs> this is church. This is church. I, so okay. So to make this church, we have to do. We have to make sure. Just it, we're wondering if you could do us a quick solid, and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior.
0: <laughs> On Real the So he says to Elon, "We wanted to know if you would do us a quick solid and accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Quick solid." So you may be thinking, oh, that's just kind of their way of introducing the gospel in their funny sort of way. And surely they're going to explain what that means to, to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Surely they're going to explain that, right? No. Um. Personal,
1: Lord, it's, you know, it's a quick prayer.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so now there's this just nervous, awkward laughter, and he says, oh, it's just, just a quick prayer. That's all it is. That's all salvation is. Just a quick prayer. No big deal.
1: I mean, let's just say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated, um, and th- that the, you know, there's some, some, there's great wisdom in what, in, in the te- teachings of, of Jesus, uh, and I agree with those teachings. Um, and things like tone the other cheek are are very important because, as opposed to an eye for an eye, um, an eye for an eye leads everyone blind. So forgiveness, you know, is important. And um,
0: so clearly, Elon Musk has some vague familiarity with Jesus and some of the things he did, some of the things he taught, but he he. He does not believe that Jesus is God. He believes that Jesus was just this moralistic teacher. You can tell by the things he's saying. And that should be abundantly clear to the Babylon B guys who are part of a Christian ministry.
1: Treating people as you would wish to be treated. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Very important.
0: So it's like a 60,
1: 70%. As, yes. <laughs> as Einstein would say,
0: I believe in the God of Spinoza. Okay, so just real quickly, the reference there to Spinoza. He's referring to Baruch Spinoza. Uh, Spinoza was a Dutch philosopher back in the 17th century, so the 1600s. And uh, Spinoza believed in a God, little g, God, but not the God. He believed that God w- is simply the summation of all of the physical laws of the universe. So he did not believe in a personal god he did not believe that god was the creator in fact he stated very directly that uh god is not the creator god is just the kind of summation of the physical laws of the universe so so clearly not a christian obviously
1: um so um but hey if um you know if if, if jesus is is uh, saving people i mean I, I i wouldn't stand in his way you know like they'll be sure i'll be saved why not
0: Sweet, we did it. Yeah, I think he just said yes. We got, yeah. <laughs> All right. we got him. We got him. We got him. Praise safe. the uh, Lord. Sounds good. What? I think he just said yes. Hey, we got him. Praise the Lord. What? What are you talking about? We got him. What are you talking about? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for what? For what? You just sat there and listened to Elon Musk give you his basically pantheistic view of God and that Jesus is just a, a moral teacher who spun some good yarns and did some nice things. There's no difference between that Jesus and and Gandhi. And, and they said, we, oh, we got him? Praise the Lord? Are you kidding me? You know, I actually happen to believe what the Bible says about Christ and who he is and what he did. I actually happen to believe that the Bible is trustworthy and true when it says that people who die in their sins will spend an eternity in hell. And you have the audacity to say, we got him, praise the Lord you offered not one scintilla not a, not a hint of any explanation of who jesus is you, you listen to him give his pantheistic view of of god in this this weak spirituality and i'm not mad at elon musk at all i my heart breaks for elon musk My heart absolutely breaks for him because here he is being interviewed for like an hour and a half by Christians. How much do you have to hate someone? How much do you have to hate someone to know that they think they're okay with God and not tell them the truth? Not give them the gospel? How much Babylon B, guys... Kyle Mann and Dylan. And, how much do you have to hate? How much do you hate Elon Musk? If you really believe the Bible is what it claims to be and Jesus is who he claimed to be, if you really believe that, if you really believe the gospel, how much do you have to hate Elon Musk to sit there and listen to him? It's obvious he's not a Christian. It's obvious he's dead in his trespasses and sins. It's obvious he's unregenerate. And not give him the gospel, and just say, "Oh, praise the Lord! Woohoo, we got him!" Are you kidding me? There, there's more. I've heard more gospel from Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen would be ashamed at what you guys just did. He would blush with shame. I've heard more gospel from Deepak Chopra. Unbelievable! Do we really believe? What we say, we, we we believe. Do we really believe that people who die in their sins will spend an eternity in hell under the full, undiluted fury of God's wrath? Do we believe that? Do we really? Do we really believe that Jesus offers them the the only way of escape? Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Do you want to get baptized or anything? <laughs> I was baptized. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah he's done. <laughs> they got they me they in the water or just, yeah. just a baby.
0: Cool. is <laughs> Oh, want to get baptized? You know, as he shakes his water bottle. It's all a joke, isn't it? It's all just fun and games. You know, not everything is about jokes, Babylon B. Not everything is about satire. You want to do satire? Fine. Do satire. I've enjoyed your satire before. I've thought it was funny. I've shared it with friends of mine before a lot, actually. Not anymore. That's for sure. Not anymore. The gospel's not a joke. The gospel's not The gospel's not satire, but you know what the tragedy is? Is you've just turned it into satire. You've just turned it into a joke. Unreal.
1: Second Yeah. Uh, I, I even had, like, you know, one of, the, one of the blood and body of Christ, which was kind of weird, you know, if you're a kid, like, you get to give you some weird-tasting, you know, biscuit and, uh, and wine. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this kind of Just cut it off weird... when he said yes. So... <laughs> 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 I'm like, isn't this some, like, fegating weird <laughs> metaphor for cannibalism or something? I, I don't get it. Like, what? Uh, what the hell i remember thinking that was just crazy uh when i was a kid um and i'm like this to like whoa you know
0: you know what's so sad about this you can tell as the interview goes on that uh that he he has some you know he has some vague idea of what at least some nominal christianity is you know he he he's describing the the wine and the funny tasting bread, or however he, he worded that, you know, clearly he's talking about communion, and, he, and he, it's obvious he doesn't understand it. He's he's telling him he doesn't understand it. It was weird to him. He doesn't he doesn't get it. He's asking them questions. I mean, he is all but just begging them to answer his questions, and they could, I guess, they're a Christian ministry. But they don't. They just continue with this nervous laughter and just say nothing. I mean, he's—he's. He's, it's on a silver platter, guys. He's, he's asking you questions. And you don't even have the decency or care enough about the man's soul to answer his questions. It's unreal. And by the way, as you watch this video... You probably notice some background music. Uh, I'm not putting that in there. Babylon B put that in there. It's not in the first part of the interview. It's only in this last about six or seven minutes or so when they get to the gospel. That's when the back, the nice little background music comes in. It's not in the. It's not in the other uh, seventy minutes. No, it's just when they get to the gospel. Then they put the background music in. Let me tell you something, guys. Putting that nice little emotional kind of easygoing music in the background, that doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it more spiritual. It doesn't, doesn't mean that something profound is going on, not in a good way anyway. Something profound is going on in a tragic way, in a Christ-denying way. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help your case. Doesn't make you look any better. Doesn't soften the tragedy of what we are seeing in front of our eyes. I mean, even as a metaphor, it's kind of odd, you know. Yeah, it so is. it is. <laughs> it's like, and should it be giving alcohol to minors? I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do grape juice. We're Baptists. <laughs> okay? Yes.
0: <laughs> I think it's a new- yeah. The good old grape juice Baptist joke. Well, you are Baptist. You are Baptist, are you? Then you ought to know. You, know. you ought to at least know the basics of the gospel. You at least ought to know the ABCs. I am just absolutely appalled at this, and it it gets worse. Usually, even be thinking about that as a kid. Like as yeah. a kid, you just go through
1: the motions, and right. then it's later on that you think, "Wait a minute, yeah, what is does this weird. actually represent? <laughs> what am I doing?" No, when I was a kid, I was like, "Like, is this actually blood and body? What? Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't. i, I do not if I want to eat somebody." Uh, and then I was like, <laughs> "Why this?" And I'm not. Did it anyway, I'm like, this seems like, okay, man, I don't know if this is just pretty odd, you know? <laughs> I remember thinking that even at age five. So, I was like, you know... And, and I was definitely, like, you know, at Sunday school there, like, when they were t- telling me all the stories, and I was, like, asking questions, and, like, and they really were upset that I was asking questions. <laughs> and I was like, you know, how Jesus, like, fed the crowd with, like, five loaves of bread and three fish, and I'm like,
0: how big was the crowd?
1: And, and like... W- where did the fish and bread come from? Did like, from his cloak or something? Like, <laughs> because I was like reading books and and I was like, was this is like, they'd materialize? like, come like, I don't know. Where did it
0: come from, you know? So again, we see that Elon has some familiarity with some Bible stories, and he talks about Jesus and feeding the the multitude, you know, five thousand with the. Five loaves of bread, and he said three fish, two fish. But uh, you know, close enough. He obviously has some knowledge of of some Bible stories, and he says, "How did that happen? You know, how did, how did that happen? Did it did it uh, materialize? Did it come out of his cloak? You know?" He's like, "Guys, he's asking you how these things happened. I mean the." The ball is sitting on a tee. What do you want him to do? Paint a picture? I mean, honestly, how how obtuse do you have to be? How uncaring do you have to be for the man's soul? How could you not say, "Yeah, Elon, that's uh, you know, the reason Jesus could do that is because he's the creator. He created all things." That's what the book of Hebrews teaches. That's what the book of Colossians teaches. He created all things. He's the creator. He spoke the universe into existence. He can create bread and fish. He spoke the Milky Way galaxy, the Andromeda galaxy. He spoke these billions of billions, trillions of galaxies. With, I mean, that should be right up his alley, right? He's Elon Musk. He's shooting rockets up into space. That should get his attention. You know, Elon, the the universe that you're so fascinated by, and rightly so, because the heavens declare the glory of God, did you know Jesus is the one who spoke those things into existence? How how do you not answer those questions for him? Christian ministry? Unbelievable. I'm just absolutely appalled.
1: Like, how did it... Would you like take a bite of the bread, and would just the, or the bread would just come back to being a full bread? Yeah, and you look away, and it's this kind of pops back out. Remember, they left out the details. Well, where did the universe come from? Me. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I know all the answers here. I'm just. Uh,
0: you know, Elon. If by some chance you are watching this video, it's okay that you don't have all the answers. I want you to have the answers, and there are answers, but you're not. You're not a Christian, okay? These guys are, or claim to be. Guys, Babylon B guys, there is no excuse for this. There is none. The Bible says, Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense, give an answer to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. 1 Peter 3.15, guys, Pretty basic stuff. Always be ready to give an answer. He's asking you questions. Unbelievable. H- how do you not give him the answers to his questions? You spend all your time writing satire and coming up with some clever, funny stuff. Maybe you should spend a little bit more time in the actual Bible if you believe it.
1: You know, it's just, uh, the, and, and like, Jesus was obviously very pro alcohol. Because you know, one of his miracles was turning water into wine. Yeah. And then it was like, they were having a party, they ran out of wine. Okay. And they're like, yeah, let's normal. keep this bender going. Yeah. <laughs> who, good stuff. <laughs> who, 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 can, who can solve this problem? <laughs> we're out of white clothes. Friggin' <laughs> stores closed. And Jesus is like, I gotcha. Okay, water, now wine. And they're like, party on! <laughs> you
0: know.
1: So, you know, <laughs> pro-partying without alcohol is literally more than a miracle Bible story time of like the, you're yeah. the, you're the, It's like you're definitely, you're the savior You just you kept the party going with lots of
0: wine, that's great Did you catch what he just said there? He said, referring to Jesus, you're the, you're the savior You kept the party going, that's great You're the savior what an opportunity. I mean, my goodness, guys, what an opportunity. What an o- what the golden opportunity to say, hey, Elon, you know what you just said there? You, you said Jesus was a Savior. He is, Elon. He is the Savior, but not in the way that you think. He wasn't the Savior of the party. He is the Savior of all of those who will repent of their sins and place their trust in him. He will save you from your sin. That's what it means when you say that Jesus is a Savior. That is who he is. He's a Savior from your sin. He's a Savior from the wrath of God that your sins have earned. Perfect opportunity. Did they do it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um,
1: so, um, yeah. Well, thank you. We I right. appreciate yeah. Coming yeah. you coming here and talking to us very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you in person. and. Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll continue to
0: throw out the the satire that we hope you'll respond yeah, to, and you know, keep that going a little bit. So Seth Dillon says to Elon, "We'll keep putting out the satire, you know, for you to enjoy, respond to, and that's the way this interview came about. is Babylon B put out one of their satirical articles, and Elon Musk saw it, and he responded to it, or replied, or had some kind of interaction there. They saw that, and um, somehow got in touch with him." And lo and behold, next thing you know, um, an interview has been arranged. So, but they're going to continue to put out the satire for him to enjoy and hopefully respond to. Great. Fantastic. What good do you think that will do him? One of these days when he dies, and if he dies in his sins, he will go to the lake of fire like everyone else will go who dies in their sins, He'll go to the lake and fire lake of fire. Do you think that he's going to be thinking about all those satirical articles from Babylon B and, and chuckling, you know, how funny they were, how entertaining they were. No, he's not going to be reminiscing about that. He'll be reminiscing all right. Because my educated guess from scripture, we know from Luke chapter 16, right? The rich man and Lazarus. The rich man went to the lake of fire. Not because he was rich. He went where he was spiritually prepared to go. And Elon Musk. Wealthiest man in the world. He's not going to go to hell because he's wealthy. He's going to go to hell. Unless he repents of his sin. And trusts Christ as Savior. That's why he's going to go to hell. But he's going to be. Unless the Lord saves him. One of these days. He's going to be in the lake of fire. And he's going to be reminiscing. About that day back in. December of 2021, when he sat down with four Christians who run a Christian ministry. And he all but begged them to answer the questions that he had about Jesus. And they didn't do it. They just laughed, laughed it up like it's no big deal. That's what he's going to be reminiscing about absolutely tragic.
1: Oh, we didn't ask Onion or the bee, but I guess that was kind of answered earlier. You yeah, mentioned wasn't it, it earlier. Yeah, yes, we already covered that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think the Onion has done some extremely funny stuff over time. Um, it's just, it just seems to have been, you know, in, in recent years, somewhat infected by the woke mind virus, so that, that just makes everything less funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Woke mind virus is a world without humor. Yeah. I'm hoping Neuralink can... Solve that my virus. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is awesome. right. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks so
0: much. All right. And that's it. That concluded that part of the interview. I didn't cut anything out. That's it. What a tragedy. You know, Babylon B guys, I I don't even know what to say to you. I don't even know what to say. I, I'm just appalled. I'm heartbroken. Honestly, heartbroken over that. It would have been it would have been better for you to have not said anything to him. It would have been it would have been better for for, for you honestly to cut that part of the interview out. And I was looking at some of the comments under the the YouTube video that they posted, and people were so excited. Oh, he, they talked about Jesus, Elon Musk. There's nothing to be excited about from that interview. Nothing. There's every reason to be absolutely heartbroken over what happened in that interview. You know, Babylon B, if you want to write satire, fine. Write satire. Enjoy it. That's I'm... But if you're going to call yourselves Christians, if you're going to call yourself a Christian ministry, my goodness, men. Share the gospel. Share the gospel when people ask you. I mean, that's First Peter 3.15 on a T. And you blew it. And, 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 and well, I guess one of the things I keep thinking about too is like, how do you not know you blew it? How, you put this, I, if, if, if it had been me and I had blown it as big as, Bigly as big as you blew it, I would have cut that last six or seven minutes of the interview off. Out. I wouldn't I wouldn't post that. And putting that nice little background music doesn't help anything. Unreal. If you're not gonna share the gospel, then don't call yourself a Christian. Do God a favor and don't call yourselves Christians. Now I may be I may I know I sound harsh and 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 worked up but my goodness do we believe these things or not? I do. Ray Comfort does lots of lots of us do but my goodness I will never again share any anything from Babylon B if I even see anything from Babylon B again I don't care how funny it might be for one thing I'm not going to read it but if I happen to catch one of their headlines, I'm not sharing it ever again. Not as long as you claim to be Christians. Now, if you just claim to be some secular, satirical thing, fine. But if you're going to call yourself a Christian, ministry, then I expect you to actually share the gospel, especially when it's so easy to do so on such a perfect opportunity. Elon, if by some chance you are watching this video I would like you to know what the real gospel is, and I would like you to know that the questions that you've had about Jesus ever since you were a kid, about turning the water into wine and and making bread and fish multiply to feed thousands, I want you to know that there are answers to the questions that you've had for so long. I want you to know the real Jesus. I want you to know the real gospel, Elon. And the real gospel is this is that you are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Bible says that all are sinners. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What is sin? Sin is transgressing God's laws. And just like when we break laws on earth, there's a penalty to be paid. How much more so when we break the laws of God. But unlike breaking laws on earth, it has a temporal punishment. When we break God's laws, the punishment is eternal. Why? Because He is eternal, and He is of infinite value. You know, Elon, most of us, almost all of us, we think of ourselves as good people. Um, And I'm sure that you think of yourself as a good person. That's human nature. Because what we tend to do is we tend to evaluate our goodness by comparing ourselves to other people. And if I were to compare myself to Osama bin Laden, Pol Pot, Mussolini, Jack the Ripper, Hitler, Saddam Hussein, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good old boy. I've never done any of those things, but Elon, the fact of the matter is is that God does not evaluate our goodness by comparing us to other people. He evaluates our goodness by comparing us to himself, and there's only one who is good, and that is God. You see, we've all broken God's laws. What are the laws of God, the Ten Commandments, God's standard of morality? Thou shalt not lie. Elon, have you ever told a lie? Of course you have. So have I. So has everybody on the planet. Because the Bible says that. Let God be true and every man a liar. So Elon, you are a liar. In all likelihood, you are a thief. If you have ever taken something that does not belong to you, the value of what you take is irrelevant. Um, that's theft. And if you've committed theft, then you are a thief. Just like if you commit murder, you are a murderer. Uh, You're a liar, you're a thief, and I'm not coming down hard on you because I am those things too. We all are. We're liars, we're thieves, we're blasphemers. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And taking God's name in vain is a lot more than just saying OMG or GD. Uh, We take God's name in vain, not only in what we say, but also in what we do. That's blasphemy. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus says, if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery already in your heart. So if you've ever looked at another person with lust, then you're an adulterer. And we've all done that. We are all liars, thieves, blasphemers adulterers at heart at least. And when you go through God's laws, the Ten Commandments, we have all broken His commandments thousands of times. But again, because we have sinned against God who is eternal, the punishment of that sin is also eternal. And if we die in our sins, we will very rightly and very justly go to a very real place that the Bible calls hell. Where the worm will not die, the fire will not be quenched, there will be wailing, weeping gnashing of teeth and Elon your good works will not save you and a lot of people think that too they think well yeah okay I've done some bad things I've I've slipped up I've maybe even committed some sins but hey my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds but Elon that logic doesn't work it doesn't even work in a court of law here if I were to commit um, armed robbery and and I were caught by that, and uh, or caught by security cameras, and all the evidence was there. And I, I committed an armed robbery, and so I have my day in court, and the evidence is there. I'm found guilty by a jury of my peers. And the judge says, well, Justin, um, you've been found guilty by a jury of your peers. You've committed armed robbery. Do you have anything to say for yourself bef- before I pass sentence? And what if I were to say, well, Judge, you know, I've only committed armed robbery on one day. I've lived a lot of other days in my life, you know, thousands and thousands of days I've lived. But just on this one day, I've committed armed robbery. So I think you should let me go. Let's up it a little bit. Let's say I committed murder. I shot the clerk of the store that I robbed. So I'm a I'm a thief. I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I've committed armed robbery and I'm a murderer. Well, Judge, I've only killed one man. I've only killed one man on one day of my life. So I think. My good deeds outweigh my bad deeds because, you know, I've, I've done some good work. I've worked for the United Way. I gave, you know, I rang a ring bell for the Salvation Army one Christmas, you know, so that, you know, it kind of, if I only kill one person one day. What if the judge were to say this? Wow, Justin, you know, I've never really, never really thought about that, um, but you're right. So your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. I, I think I'll let you go. You're free to go. We'll see you later. Have a nice day. And I walk out the door. Would that be a good judge? course not. Be a terrible judge, because a good judge must punish crime. God is the ultimate good judge, and because he is good, he must punish sin. If he did not punish sin, then he would not be good. And so even though a lot of people think, oh, well, God is a good God, and so he'll let me slide on the things I've done wrong. no. It doesn't work that way. God is good and it is the goodness of God that will seal our fate. And it is we cannot work our way into heaven. You know, if go back to the courtroom illustration, I could not say to that judge, Hey Judge, you know, tell you what, I'll I'll work for Habitat for Humanity. I'll ring a bell for the Salvation Army. I'll work in the soup kitchen. Let me off the hook. It's not going to let me off the hook. And so our good deeds are not going to get us off the hook with God. In fact, Isaiah chapter 64 says that our works, our good deeds, are like filthy rags before a God who is thrice holy. And so our works will not profit us. You've done some amazing things, Elon. You really have. And I admire so much of what you've done. I mean, the Teslas, I don't own a Tesla, but the Teslas and the spaceships that you send up, I'm fascinated by that. I've always been fascinated by space. You can see the, the globe behind me and the work of his hands, that book, which was written by uh, Jeff Williams, by the way, a Christian astronaut who spent six months on the International Space Station. Um, amazing man. So I share a lot of those interests, and I'm amazed at some of the things you've done. But Elon, that will profit you nothing in the day of judgment. When you die and stand before God, it will profit you nothing. Our works will not save us. We cannot save ourselves. And here is the true Christian gospel. This is what makes Christianity, true biblical Christianity, Elon, unique. Is that every other world religion, every other religion that has ever existed in the history of the world has been a variation of this, of man trying to work his way up to God. Christianity, true biblical Christianity, is absolutely unique in that true biblical Christianity is about God coming down to man. And that is exactly what God did in His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, Elon, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. And Jesus lived a perfect life. He was one person with two natures, fully God, fully man. And as the God-man, Jesus lived a perfect life. He never broke any of God's laws. And then Jesus willingly laid down his life on the cross. His life was not taken. He gave it. And on the cross, this perfect person offered his perfect life as a perfect sacrifice to perfectly satisfy the perfect wrath of God. Died on the cross, and then three days later was bodily raised from the dead, proving himself to be who he said he was, God in human flesh. And the only way to have the wrath of God removed is to repent of sin, turn from sin, and place your trust in the work that Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. There is salvation in no one else, only in Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You must repent of sins and place your trust in Christ. Now, what does it mean to repent? Repent. A lot of people think that repenting just kind of means willing yourself to turn from certain sins. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you make a good effort to, to don't drink anymore, don't uh, look at pornography anymore, don't do any, any of these things. Repentance, repentance, genuine repentance, Elon, is in and of itself a gift from God. It is something that is granted to us. And when God grants us repentance... Our minds are changed. Yes, our minds are changed about sin. We no longer love sin. We, we hate sin. Our minds are changed, but everything about us is changed. Our affections are changed. Our desires are changed. We love what God loves, and we hate what God hates. And one of the ways to tell that true repentance has come about is if you have a godly sorrow over sin. And Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul describes a worldly sorrow and a godly sorrow over sin. He says a worldly sorrow leads to death, eternal death. But a godly sorrow leads to repentance unto salvation. So what is a worldly sorrow? A worldly sorrow, Elon, is nothing more than a guilty conscience. And we all have that. Uh, a, A worldly sorrow is a sorrow that is horizontally oriented. In other words, a worldly sorrow says this. What would happen to me if my sin were exposed? What would be the consequences to me? And so we try to cover up our sin, not because we grieve over it, but because we don't want the consequences of it. But if we could get away with it, you see, if nobody would know about it, we would go right back to it. That's a worldly sorrow, and a worldly sorrow leads to death. But a godly sorrow leads to repentance unto salvation. What is a godly sorrow? A godly sorrow over sin is that sorrow that is vertically oriented. A godly sorrow over sin comes when we grieve over our sin, because we don't we understand that our sin grieves God and we do not want to grieve him. We do not want to grieve his person. That's a godly sorrow. And Elon, if if you will come to Christ recognizing that you're a sinner, and if and if your sin grieves you, if you understand that your sin grieves grieves God and you don't want to grieve him. If, if, you, have, if you want to turn from sin, that's, that's a godly sorrow. And Jesus says, the one who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you'll come to Christ, you know, let me say this, it's good and it's right to warn people to flee from the wrath to come, to flee from God's wrath. It's good and it's right to warn people about hell, but just as much as we should want a savior from hell We should want a Savior from our sin. The person who wants a Savior from hell, but not a Savior from sin, has a Savior from neither. But Elon, if you'll come to Christ in a true godly sorrow, he'll save you from your sin. He'll save you from the wrath of God, and you will pass from death to life. All things passed away, behold, all things will be made new. So Elon... If you're not sure of where you're you're going to go when you die, I would encourage you, I would implore you, go before Christ, cry out to Him, confess your sins to Him, recognize that you're a sinner, confess your sins, ask Him to save you. And if that really is your heart cry, if that is truly what you want, if you truly want to know Christ, and you come to Him, He will save you. You'll pass from death to life. And death will not be anything that you ever have to fear. That's the good news of the gospel. And if Elon, email me, feel free, justin at justinpeters.org. If I can help you with anything, um, I'll be glad to help you any way that I can. I can um, help get you in touch with a good, doctrinally sound church where you can grow and be nourished and fed and grow in Christ and that is what I would love for you and that is what I wish you had heard um, that day doing that interview that's the gospel alright dear ones thank you very much for watching until our next time together may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all thank you for listening to Didache we hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard if you have a question or a comment for Justin are interested in more teaching resources or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.